This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. This week on the podcast, we are speaking to our very own Megan Ann Halt, the tree chief strategy whaler pronounced it perfectly the first time chief strategy <laughs> whaler at whole whale uh we're excited to have you megan I'm, I'm glad we could book you yeah you know it's it can be tough yeah all right i'm interested in a very focused conversation about linkedin it recently i i'm not want to say like dawned on me like it was like some great idea but i was like linkedin is like the hidden gem of social media right now because I was getting frustrated with the limited reach of Facebook, how Twitter seems to be a, you know, a vacuous hole in which tweets go and no traffic <laughs> comes back to our site. And I was like, wait a minute, LinkedIn's getting decent traffic or oh, not traffic to our site, but so much as impressions. And it it seems like a platform that is still growing and, and it it attracts people that are in a business mindset as opposed to hey, what did you have for lunch? So Megan, maybe you can add some numbers to my like vagaries of LinkedIn right now. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is one of the largest social networks. Um, it has 610 million users across 200 countries and territories around the globe. Um, it actually has 260 million monthly active users, um, and an estimated 100 million of those are using the platform every day. Um, as most people know, it is one of the biggest job platform sites. It hosts 20 million job postings, uh, but there's obviously more than jobs, too. Um, each week, it's estimated that the LinkedIn feed receives 9 billion impressions, uh, but they think that only about 1% of total users are actually sharing content weekly. So that's 9 billion impressions for you know 1% of their total users. So there's a lot of opportunity out there for people to see and be seen uh, through LinkedIn and be able to build those engagements and, and some connections there. I like this idea that only 1% of folks are you know creating this content. So it's an extreme power law where 1% doing 99% of the work. But it means to me, and what I've seen from my own tests, at least in the past couple months, is that if you have like an extra 10 minutes and you post something and it's relevant and it's a bit timely, it's it's getting picked up in the feed. And by the way, the people that see it are the like the VIPs in your professional network as opposed to like, you know, no offense mom, like thank you for liking my Instagram <laughs> post, but is that really moving whole well forward? Is that moving my company forward? Is that moving my nonprofit forward that you know, my second cousin Denise is able to like post a, a, a thumbs up on something versus somebody in the foundation network that sees something we just posted because I came up with a clever hack on like Game of Thrones as an idea. Well, yeah, I mean, my mom does comment on my LinkedIn posts. Well, obviously, <laughs> so your mom is a business driver. You're never, while, you're never so. going to get away from that. <laughs> but I do think, you know, that using LinkedIn, if you think about it, I mean, obviously, it's a platform specifically created for building connections and building relationships. It's a networking, you know, social media platform. And so because of that, the people that are going to be following you um, through LinkedIn are folks that are really interested in what you're doing professionally. And that can include things that you're doing at your organization organization as well, particularly if you work in the nonprofit space um, or work with nonprofits, even on, say, a board position or something like that. And so there's, you know, a lot of opportunity to reach people who are genuinely interested in looking for that content and wanting to sort of see what you're doing and what you're a part of. 
Megan was tasked with writing an article about ways to succeed with LinkedIn for nonprofits, and she came up with six ways to succeed. And I was impressed uh, because they were solid, well thought, and I wanted to share it on a podcast because I was like, hey, that's some great content. Can you start by explaining why we need a LinkedIn page for our organization? Yeah. So, I mean, like any, you know, social media service, I think it's just really valuable to have kind of that baseline page for your organization so that people are able to see, you know, what your organization is called, what your mission is, um, probably your logo and sort of those types of things. But more importantly, it allows people to tag your organization directly in their personal posts. Um, And it also allows your staff, your volunteers, your board members and sort of those folks to be able to add Um, your organization to their personal pages. Your next point, number two, is but post relevant content on personal pages. Which, Which is it? Why am I also focused? Why don't I just say, all right, our organization has a company page and that's where we put all our time and effort. What about having this personal page now with content matters? Yeah, so I think the key there is just, again, going back to sort of the purpose of the platform and why people are joining LinkedIn in the first place. It's a lot about building those personal business connections with individuals and building sort of those broader networks. And nobody wants to network necessarily with like a nameless, faceless organization. And so because of that, you know, while there is some value, particularly if you're hiring through LinkedIn, um, posting through there, and you might have, you know, potential recruits and those kinds of things following your page, more than likely the people that are going to be interested in your organization are going to be looking at that organization through your people. And that includes your leadership team. So your executive director, you know, senior leaders across the company, your board members, um, even your volunteers uh, and other folks that are connected to your organization or are advocates for your cause. Uh, And so creating the space for them to be able to leverage LinkedIn through their personal network means that they are going to reach out and connect with the other people that they are already connected to to across their own networks. I'd also add that organization pages, when they post something, don't seem to be getting the organic lift and feed pages that individual posts do from from an account. Do you see the same thing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think part of that comes from the fact that there aren't just as many people um, following organization pages. So as I said, I think there are some instances where people are usually related to recruiting, uh, but more often than not, they are paying greater attention to individual posts. Uh, And then LinkedIn, like other social networks, Facebook does this, Instagram does this as well, um, are treating people's individual personal posts um, with a little bit higher uh, value in terms of their algorithm. Most likely, I, I don't know this for sure, but it does appear um, that that is the case as well um, through LinkedIn. And there's obviously, you know what, I don't even need the data though, there there are out there. As soon as you see that pay to promote this post show up in your organization's <laughs> uh, page, you're like, I see what's going on here. <laughs> but even, I mean, with a whole well example, I, I think we have a couple hundred followers um, on our LinkedIn page, but cumulative just between the two of us, we have over a thousand people um, that we're connected to. So, you, you know, right there, even especially if you're creating an account for the first time, you're just not going to have sort of straight out the gate the same reach um, that you're going to get from sharing with personal pages. Now, obviously, there is a downside to this potentially as well with, you know, investing too much in individual 
individuals and then obviously if those individuals then go on to leave the organization um, you know you won't have that historical sort of record but you know the way the social media is primarily being used anyway it's much more about real-time uh, engagement and it's not you know necessarily something you need um, those individual posts to sustain for the long term uh, I like the way you worked a humble brag of how many uh, connections we have in there. Nice job. Uh, but to that point, you have number three point here is always be connecting. Uh, what do you mean by this, and how does that uh, affect the second, third degree connections? Yeah, I mean, again, this goes back to those sort of individual roles that people play through LinkedIn, and I think it's really important that you're continuing to grow those connections uh, through the platform. So if you're out at a networking event and meet someone new, um, or even at a dinner party with your friends, uh, being able to connect on LinkedIn uh, could really be really valuable because you know, oftentimes you can figure out through that, oh, you know, so and so that I just had dinner with. It turns out her partner is the, you know, the grants manager at a foundation that I've been trying to get connected to. Uh, and so being able to sort of make those connections, oftentimes they don't necessarily come up uh, in individual conversation, but once you're connected on LinkedIn, it opens up sort of the whole wide span uh, of their network. And this is also where, you know, once you've been able to make those connections, you can kind of mine uh, through your LinkedIn search uh, those second and third degree connections so you can have a better understanding of who is connected to the people that you are connected to. Uh, and this is really important because, you know, LinkedIn themselves point out um, that direct con introductions from a mutual connection see an almost 80% response rate uh, versus, you know, those like cold outreach things. And so being able to have someone that you, all, you know that also knows someone else be able to make that connection directly for you through LinkedIn um, can make a big difference in building those relationships long term. I want to play the the voice in someone's head right now being like, I'm so annoyed that you just said that because I get so many of these stupid cold requests on LinkedIn because they're like a tertiary connection to somebody I don't know, but they're reaching out and like saying like, oh, we have some people in common, like try out my new SaaS product that like helps, you know, software be more software-y. And I'm like, really? And I get one a day. Is that what we're talking about here? No, it's more like if I had somebody that came to me and, you know, wanted to, so say you are a, um, a grant manager um, and I, you and I are close friends um, and then I have another colleague that I worked with formerly that um, is interested in something. They, that person would come to me to say, hey, you know, I have this grant, um, you know, I have this opportunity. I'm applying for this grant over at, you know, your company, George, and um, I really think it's a good fit for these reasons. That person then can look at that. They know you. I, I know you. I know them. I can sort of assess whether um, that connection makes sense and then make that direct connection. And so it's kind of making sure that those things are vetted a little bit more. And I don't know about you, but I'm much more likely to respond to something if someone I know um, is the one asking me to do it versus something kind of random coming into my inbox. I think that's the important nuance of, is that an annoying yet another silly message in my inbox versus did somebody expend and extend social capital as a first degree connection mm -hmm. to say, hey, you, you, it would be in your best interest to talk to this person either because I think it'll help you, but also karmically, I'll get you back. When you need something, I'm going to be on the other side of that uh, request and I'm going to remember you doing me a favor and that's just it it taps into a, a different communication channel and I, I just had to play that out number four all right engage regularly to grow personal relationships 
what are we, uh, what is the pro tip here? Yeah, so this goes back to something you mentioned earlier, which is just spending 10 minutes a day um, looking through your LinkedIn feed, you know, liking people's posts that you relate to. Um, oftentimes there's an opportunity to answer a question, make a suggestion, you know, link to another article. If someone is looking for a new hire or something, you might have someone in your network that you know about. So it's just spending a little bit of time um, to actually engage back uh, with the folks that have taken the time to connect with you. Uh, and really, again, build those personal relationships and those personal connections and show that you care about them and what they have to say. And, and thus, they're going to be more likely to care uh, about you and your organization and the things that you have to say as well. What's a LinkedIn alert? Yeah, so there are certain alerts that you can set through LinkedIn um, to receive updates um, from folks in your network. So I'm sure, if, I think some of the defaults on these um, are pretty obvious. So you might have gotten these emails before that say, you know, so-and-so got a new job or, um, you know, it's another friend's birthday. Uh, and so it just allows you to get notifications of kind of key milestones um, and events in your connections lives so that you are can then go um, and be able to congratulate them on a new job, for example, or um, you know, be able to wish them a happy birthday uh, and those kinds of things. I'm such a huge geek that actually in April, uh, I took the 10 minute challenge, which is not a thing, but I'm making it a thing, uh, where <laughs> every day, business day, I spent 10 minutes trying to come up with some post, some communication on LinkedIn. And in April, I generated from my measures uh, 16,000 views of these posts that I was doing in feed. And the month prior, I had you know less than a thousand. So for that ten-minute investment f per business day, I felt that was decently rewarded. But the the jury's still out, and I'm analyzing it. But as you as you hear this, and you're asking about what the next action step is, really consider reading this article and then coming up with your like I'm gonna do ten minutes a day. Do it during lunch or something, you know, where you're filling in gap time. Because let's be honest, we're not just machines perfectly working throughout the day. You have ten minutes. I mean, heck, you're listening to this, and we just passed ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, reach more people in your target audience. Uh, what is the LinkedIn Insight Tag? Yeah, so the LinkedIn Insight Tag functions very similarly to, say, the Facebook Pixel um, or, you know, one of those, which essentially allows you to connect your social media network with um, data on your website uh, and be able to track certain, you know, demographics and traffic that are happening um, on your website. And so the LinkedIn Insight Tag is particularly interesting just because of LinkedIn's sort of job um, and professional focus. Um, so it really lets you, you know, look at, you know, different factors on your website, um, like, you know, people who uh, work in marketing or like different, you know, areas and different industries um, or have the size. So the value, the size of companies that are looking um, at, at your website. And so there's a lot of opportunity there to just kind of, again, better understand the traffic um, that you have on your website and how they're sort of engaging across site. Uh, and then where its real value comes in um, is being able to create LinkedIn ads um, and target specifically through the LinkedIn audience. Uh, and there's, you know, a lot of really interesting opportunities uh, to target your specific audience through LinkedIn, um, through things like job experience, which can be, you know, seniority, titles. So, you know, if you are interested in reaching, say, grant managers um, at uh, foundations, that's something that you could actually, you know, look at and be able to target specifically um, certain skills. So maybe marketing or, you know, something like that. Um, individual companies uh, as well. So one example here is if you're an organization that wants to, say, target um, employees 
countries at a particular, you know, global um, conglomerate um, to pass, say, paid leave policy or something like that. You could actually target specific employees at, say, Walmart uh, or those kinds of things. Um, you know, they also have age and gender demographics that allow you to target, um, also education, um, and then kind of key interests, uh, particularly around like interest groups uh, and those kinds of things. Yeah, especially for the B2B sales, remarketing capabilities of LinkedIn are awesome. And by the way, that thing is free. You don't have to spend money to get it. It gives you all of those data on your website going forward based on uh, the traffic and cookies going uh, between LinkedIn and your site. So uh, it's, it's worth the price of admission, which is free, accepting the time to install it. Number six, recruit new staff, board members, and volunteers. How are we doing this? Yeah, so again, this goes back to the fact that LinkedIn is a huge job um, search platform, uh, and so there are a bunch of opportunities there to use LinkedIn to post new jobs that you might, your organization might be hiring for, um, but also sort of thinking beyond that, recruiting new board members or volunteers and sort of those types of folks um, that can really add value to your organization. So thinking how you might be able to use that platform uh, to be able to do that. You know, LinkedIn does also offer some nonprofit discounts uh, for posting and those kinds of things. So um, always good to check out LinkedIn for nonprofits um, to get connected to sort of their reps there. Yeah, and we have a LinkedIn, uh, we have a link <laughs> to LinkedIn and it will take you to that nonprofit uh, resource and hub. I want to come back to the board members though, because I think it's a great way for staff at an organization, at a nonprofit, to understand the network of the board. And coming back to that introduction strategy, knowing that like, oh, I have a secondary or, or tertiary degree connection through one of our board members. And if they just made this one intro, my life would be so much easier. And you're a co-chair uh, on the Art and Action Board, I believe. Uh, have you seen this used because you're on the other side of the fence <laughs> uh, for, for Art and Action? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is something that comes up a lot. You know, oftentimes you do get that question as a board member. Uh, oh, like, who do you know? Or who can you make introductions to? And that question can feel very daunting um, because, you know, as a board member, you don't always know exactly sort of what are the right types of connections um, that the organization is looking for or that would be beneficial. And so one of the great things that LinkedIn affords you to do um, is, in my um, executive director did this at Art in Action, is she actually connected with me on LinkedIn, uh, was able to search through all of the connections that our board members had. And so rather than asking that sort of high level question about who do you know, was able to say, hey, Megan, I saw that you have these three connections at these three organizations. Would you be willing to make that um, direct introduction to me and it just made the development process so much easier for me personally because I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that person um, and I would be more than happy to make those introductions. And so that is something um, that we did fairly recently uh, with the board at Art in Action and was super valuable just to, again, build those relationships um, and be able to sort of open up some doors uh, with the connections and the communities that I already had that I didn't necessarily know that I had that it would be valuable um, to Art in Action itself. It's interesting about that use. I love that use. The other one coming back to why we create a company page and make sure our employees are connected to it and board, it makes it look like a robust organization, which mm -hmm. hopefully it is. 
when somebody is exploring whether or not to work at a company, I mean, they're checking you out in news searches, they're checking you out on Glassdoor, and they're checking you out on LinkedIn. And if you seem like an organization that has like one employee kind of <laughs> working for it, you're like, this is not a real thing. So what it used to be in the, you know, sort of late 90s, early 2000s, that is like, oh, if you don't have a website, you don't really exist. Like, I would argue, professionally speaking, if you are interested in and, and hiring anybody, you better have this LinkedIn page. It should have a photo. It should have humans that work there. Uh, and I, I would say, uh, moving towards some like firm recommendations, encourage your executive staff to spend that 10 minutes or potentially, I don't know, what is your opinion on having somebody manage a executive level person's LinkedIn for them if they're like, I don't do LinkedIn. And you're like, you're the CEO. You should be doing LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, I think that can absolutely work uh, in the right context for the right organization. Uh, and I think you may, you mentioned something about profile photos. Uh, and I think that is an important one because one of the stats that I saw um, looking through sort of the data on LinkedIn is that it turns out photos get 21 times more views and 36 times more messages um, than profiles without photos. So um, definitely, you know, helping your executive staff Make sure that they're keeping those things updated, actually, you know, having those connections to your organization, like by when, when I say that, I mean, literally including um, the organization and a link to it in their experience, uh, and particularly in those helping the, um, them set up those things uh, could be particularly valuable. Uh, and then also making suggestions or potentially managing directly um, can be great as well if they're, you know, if they're comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, the photos, it should come as no surprise, give greater lift uh, pretty much to anything across the board. I will say the nuance in posting is that when I was posting in my experiment, and it is ongoing, when I put a, a solid photo with it, it definitely had an extra 100, 200 lift to it. I mean, even at one point, I sort of like, I was like, all right, I just finished my student loans. How do I make this a photo as opposed <laughs> to just a dry post? And it's like a goofy selfie of me with like a piece of paper. Uh, and, you know, it got over well over a thousand sort of views and comments that just sort of added some life to it. What I will say didn't work and my previous strategy that was just broken was writing articles on LinkedIn just died. It fell off a cliff. I felt like it was a thing for a while and now it's not a thing or maybe it's not a thing for me. I don't know if you have a hot take on that. Yeah, I mean, I know a couple of years ago they were definitely pushing uh, for articles uh, pretty heavily. Um, in my experience, it also hasn't necessarily been getting the same lift, so um, I wouldn't invest as much time or energy in that. Uh, but again, something as simple as a post a week uh, can bring a ton of value uh, for an organization if your senior leaders are um, able to do that and, again, engaging with other folks. Because oftentimes they are connected um, through to the people that we want to be speaking to and that we we want to be paying attention to our organization's activities. Uh, and so it's always good uh, to continue to create those opportunities. So as a takeaway, I would say for one, reconsider how you look at the C-suites LinkedIn profiles as potentially an extension of your social media reach, how you are structuring and posting content there and using that as a shared asset. Talk to your doctor, results may vary because it's <laughs> unfair sometimes to say, hey, you work here and now we own your LinkedIn but you're sitting on a gold mine, Trebek. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be super valuable for all of us to be paying a little bit more attention to that platform personally uh, and how we can really use it to drive forward the goals and activities of our organizations. Megan, thank you so much. Uh, is there any final takeaways for the, for the team out there? No, 
No. I think we, I I think we nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for joining us on this internal podcast. As always, resources available. Wholewhale.com slash podcast. Pretty sure this is episode number uh, number 27. And if not, you'll figure it out. No, 127. That's yeah, it. 127 is what I said. You'll find it. Good luck. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us.